Well, if you have your Bibles, you can turn and hold on. We'll get there in a second to Psalm 139. And we'll be all the way to just the last few verses, verses 23 and 24. But uh, today we're going to start something over. Is that okay? Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we started this series, Ten Words for Transformation. On ten, or actually five two-word prayers that I believe God uses to help transform people. And these uh, short prayers I did not come up with on my own. Uh, but we, uh, I'm borrowing them from Dave Sharps, who's the pastor at Kansas City First Church of the Nazarene, uh, with his permission, and uh, not preaching his sermons or his series, but uh, we are uh, going to go through these because I just thought, as I heard him proclaim them, these are things that we need to hear across Community Church. And we started this two weeks ago at the very end of our VBS Sunday. Now, many of you weren't here. <laughs> I don't know if you just thought, well, it's Kids Sunday and I don't want to listen to kids sing, or uh, or if uh, you were on vacation, wherever you were, but many of you weren't here, and uh, and it was kind of a rush. It was a, uh, I think we would call it a homily, about a five-minute sermon. Today won't be that. Uh, I know many of you are disappointed by that, uh, but I just thought, let's go back. I don't want to rush through this. I think these are prayers that will transform your life and transform our life together as a church. And so I want to have us go ahead and say these 10 words together really quick. And we're going to go through them one at a time over the next five weeks. Okay. So I hope that you will plan to attend the next five weeks because you're not going to want to miss uh, what God is going to say and do through us with these prayers. So let's, let's say these prayers together. Ready on the count of three. One, two, three. Search me. Break me. Cleanse me. Use me. Send me. Alright? It's going to be a great, great series. And so I invite you to be a part of this. But if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 139 as we begin our first prayer, search me. And that is going to be down at verse 23 and 24. Would you stand if you're able? And let's read this together. This is a Psalm of David. And uh, I just think it would be good because it's so short. Let's read this out loud together. Alrighty, ready? One, two, three. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Let's pray. Father, You have heard our prayer. It's David's prayer, but today it is ours. Teach us. And help us to hear the good news of this prayer. For we ask this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Search me. Whenever we hear that word search, um, I don't know about you, but it kind of conjures up things along these lines. Can you see that there? Uh, how many of you have ever had your bag pulled out of an airport line and uh, looked through? And you're just wondering, okay, how deep did I pack my undergarments, right? 
Um, and you, you, they go through and, and hopefully no one's been taken beyond that. But they look at it, they zip it back up and they send you on your way. But it's a little nerve wracking. There's just uh, some anxiety around people searching through your stuff. Um, you know, sometimes search looks more like this. And whenever we see this on a newscast, we wonder, uh, is that my neighborhood that they're in? Or uh, what's happening? What's going on? Are they going to search? But there's anxiety around something is wrong and, and they've got to find the person who's done the wrong thing. Some of us might get really extreme and think about search and destroy. That, uh, you know, that whenever there's a search, it's to kind of weed something out and destroy it utterly and get rid of it. And what kind of damage does that cause? And, and all of these kinds of things begin to come up whenever we think about search. Now, unfortunately, sometimes churches have have gone along with that. And when we think about searching, it's so God can destroy something or because I've done something so terrible and 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 uh, and those kind and we can get really, you know, on that. Now, it's not that God isn't going to search these things. We're going to look at this in just a second. But we, we have to begin to understand how David would have understood the God that he was praying to. And so I want us to look at Romans, Romans chapter 8, verses 35 and following. I'm going to read this to you, and we're going to have this together. Um, but I want you to hear, this is the God that David would have understood, that Paul a Jew who would have understood, uh, would have understood this God very well. He writes to this church in Rome, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Everybody say this word with me together. No. I wanted to put it in big and bold. So we need to say it again, big and bold. Ready? One, two, three. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the God that Paul and David would have understood. In fact, David at the beginning of this psalm that he wrote talks about how God knew him when he was still in his mother's womb and called him and there was no place that God could not be with him in the midst of all these things. And he comes down and says in this, search me. Search me because I know the kind of God you are. Search me. Which means that there's another way to understand searching and that is search and rescue. Uh, when you are in need of rescue, you're in a vulnerable place. And vulnerability is the place that God comes to help. That God comes to rescue. That God comes to lead. And so I want us to go back to our psalm and I want us to kind of go through this a little bit. I want us to understand this search me, O God, and know, know that that search me that David is praying is to a God he knows who loves him and knows everything about him. And he is in, in some sense praying, search and rescue me, O God. 
And then there's a lot about knowing. And I want you to know something about knowing. Knowing that nothing can separate me from your love. And I love this quote that I read, that I read from an author this week. Are you ready to hear this? God doesn't wait for us to change before God can love us. God loves us. And that is what enables the change. That's so good. I think sometimes we have got it the other way around where we think, oh God, I need you to do all this stuff so that you can love me. I want to do the right thing. I want to not do the wrong thing so God, you can love me. But the way David understands this search me and the God that he is inviting into the search for rescue knows that God loves him deeply and that is what will enable any change that is necessary. We need to hear that today. Is that good news today, church? God loves you. And that is the only thing that will enable you to make a change, to be transformed. So, knowing, David starts with, know my heart. Now, the Hebrew word for know is a very intimate word. Are you ready? Of course you're going to have to learn it today. It is the word yada. Everybody say the word yada. Not Yoda, that's somebody else. Yada. Let's say that again. Ready? One, two, three. Yada. One more time. And one more time. Good. It is an intimate kind of knowing. It is really often used throughout the Hebrew Scriptures uh, between a man and a wife. That they, they know one another. It is that intimate knowing. It is deep. It is not just knowing about you. It is really, they just get you. They understand. They complete you. <laughs> no, they, they know you deep down. They know those things about you. This is the kind of knowing that David is inviting this God who loves him to search him and know my heart. Now, the, the word heart in Hebrew, uh, not for us, we think of it as, as the seed of emotions, right? Oh, she, you know, if, if someone broke up with you, they, they what? They broke your heart. Yeah. Um, or if, if they're just so in love with you and, and you're so in love with them and they trust you, you say, you know, you really just have my you know, and what we mean by that is kind of our emotions in some ways. For the Hebrews, though, the heart is the core of everything. It's the control tower. If you've ever uh, been around an airport, you know it's somewhere there. There's a tower that's high up that has a wide view of both the ground and the skies. And when that is working well, things run smoothly at the airport. If those people are not working well, there's a lot of damage that can happen. And so David is saying, oh God, you love me and that's going to enable a change. I want you to search and rescue me. And I want you to know, deeply, intimately know my control center. Because you are the only one who will keep things running smoothly. Know my heart. But then he goes on, and this one throws us. The next Knowing. And it's that same word. What was our word for know? Anybody? Yada. That same knowing. 
is about my anxiety. I want you to intimately know my anxiety. I want you to know my deepest worries, my deepest fears, my deepest struggles. Man, you have to absolutely believe in a God who loves you and will enable that change, who wants to come and search and rescue you to pray this prayer. To say, know my anxieties, know the deepest fears that I have, know my worries. So I ask us today, what keeps you up at night? It's okay right now. Church, this is, this is what we call a sanctuary. That means safe place. You don't have to fake it here. So think about that. Bring those thoughts here right now. What keeps you up at night? What are those worries that you just you toss and you turn and you don't know? Is it work related? Is it family related? Is it kids related? Is it health related? Whatever that is, bring that up now. Think about those things. Right now, in this moment, do you believe, do you know that there's a God who won't let that separate you from His love? It's okay to bring that into His presence and to pray intimately know my control center and my worries. Will you let God search those right now? We're going to be praying this prayer throughout the week. But I invite you, this will be the tough one, but know that God loves you and longs to rescue you in the midst of your worries. Then he goes on, he he even goes on a little bit deeper and David says, see if there is any offensive way in me. For some of you, in some of your translations, it will say, see if there's any wicked way in me. But I want you to know that literally in the Hebrew, the word that is there, what it means is the way of grief. See if I am on the way of grief. That means, yes, the ways that I cause grief. That's the offensive, right? I'm causing grief in others' lives by my actions, by my behaviors, by what I'm doing, but what, by what I'm not doing. You're inviting God to see the ways that you are causing others to walk the way of grief. However, it also includes inviting God to see the ways that you are walking on the path of grief yourself. Because if it's one thing I have learned as a pastor and as a therapist, is that human beings are not at their best when they are grieving. This is, this is tough for us to hear. But again, remember, we're, we are praying this to a God who longs to search and rescue. A God who will let nothing separate us from His love in Christ Jesus. And so we invite Him to see the ways that I am causing grief in others' lives and the ways that I am grieving myself. The ways that I am hurting and the way that that also may play into how I am causing others to be on the way of grief. So you may want to ask yourself some questions this week. How do people seem around you? Do they feel like, does it seem like they're all walking on eggshells? Maybe. You're causing them to be on the way of grief. That may be because you yourself are grieving. Look into that. Allow God and pray, where are you in need of rescue? On this path. The path of offense. The path of grief. What is that 
for you. And then finally, we get to the way everlasting. Lead me on the way everlasting. The good news is that only God knows this path. And the even better news is this is the God that loves you and then is going to enable you to walk on that path. Whoever you are, if you're honest in this prayer, God invites you onto this path. He will come and search and rescue your control center, your anxieties, the ways that you are offending or the ways that you are grieving and invite you to walk on this path with Him, with Christ. And then the reason why we gather every Sunday to walk together on this path as a church. So the question is, and, and so I want, what I want you to know is then that to pray, search me, O God, and know my heart, know my anxious thoughts, know the path of grief in me, and that I cause in others. And lead me in the way everlasting. This, to pray this, is the walk. It is the walk on the path everlasting. And so I want to give you some, okay, so great, so how do we do this? I want to give you a few steps. So you'll want to take these down. Or, I've seen this more and more now, people just raise up their phone and take a picture of the slide. You can do that too. So how do we pray the search me prayer? I want you to know after, you may want to just start with the psalm that we have. But then sit and ask God for penetrating light. Now, don't get all freaked out. This isn't like new age crystals and all that. But light reveals things, does it not? And we are praying to the God who so loves you that He will let nothing separate you from His love. Ask that God to come and rescue. If you are in the dark, what do you need? Light. Ask God for that light that penetrates all the way in and reveals all things. You have nothing to fear. You have a God who so loves you and that is what will enable the change. And that God is not afraid of anything the light reveals. And that God is there to rescue you from anything that you feel you need rescue from when the light reveals it. So ask for penetrating light. Next. Give thanks for God's presence in the search. As the light comes in, we know that it is God's light that is penetrating us. It is God's light and presence that is with us in the midst of the search and rescue. It is this God who so loves, who is there with you in the midst of all things that longs to rescue you. So just take a moment and give thanks. Say, God, I'm so glad that it is You who is sending the light. I'm so grateful for Your love and Your presence in the midst of this search. Rescue me. Then, go ahead. Knowing God is with you and the light is there, review your day. And ask, am I in alignment with God's character? Those words that came out of my mouth, is that something I could envision Jesus saying? Those thoughts that I had... Were those things that I'm pretty sure Jesus would have thought 
Now remember, don't, don't get too, this is, this is a search and rescue, right? This is a God who loves. It's okay. There's a God who's coming in. He wants to see. He wants to lead you on the path of wholeness. The path of, of eternal life. The path of holiness. So just look at your day and ask the question. It's okay. You have nothing to fear. And you have everything to gain. And then, if there are things that aren't in line with God's character, then we just need to be honest about that. If you've fallen down into a ravine and it's dark, you need the light and you need the rescue and you have to be honest when they say, can you climb up? You say what? No. Okay, we'll come down to you. It's just being honest. It's not a character flaw. It, it's, it's just being honest about where I am and how much rescue I am in need of. So be honest about your failures that day. Be honest about where you were, you came short of what God's view for you in that day is. Be honest about your sin. It's okay. Can anything separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord? No, you have nothing to fear. Just be honest. How much rescue do you need? God is willing to give that much. And then we move forward and we need to practice. This is the tough one. Regular confession, apology, or restitution. Sometimes as God rescues you, part of the rescue is going to make things right. To either confess that I've, I've messed up, I've blown it, I've sinned, and I need forgiveness, or to go to someone and say that thing that I said to you was not in line with what I believe God would have us to do. And so I'm asking for your apology. I'm, I'm asking, uh, I'm, I'm apologizing to you, I'm asking you for forgiveness. There we go. The problem is, for us in the church sometimes, we have Fonzie syndrome. That's right, I said Fonzie. Anybody ever watch Happy Days? You ever get to those parts where Fonzie did something wrong? The almighty Fonzie? And, and he's, he's like, uh, I was... What? I, I was... He can't even say the word wrong. Somebody always has to finish it for him. And then he just says, oh yeah, that, thanks. We have to learn that if God is that loving and that is going to enable us to change, then we can say, I was wrong. We can go to others and say, you know, I'm sorry for that. And I want to make it right. That's what, the, that's what that long word means, restitution. I want to make it right. Whatever that means. That's part of this search me prayer. And then lastly, we embrace the grace and mercy of a new day. Because the Bible tells us what? God's mercies are new. Say it with me. Every morning. Every morning. Do you think this is a prayer that will lead to your transformation? If you just pray this one each day, what will begin to happen? If you go through these steps each and every day, trust me, God will use this to bring about transformation, to lead you on the way everlasting. 
I don't know about you, but I'm excited that we have four more prayers. This is just the first one. And this is so good. Remember, nothing can separate you from the love of God that was in Christ Jesus. You have nothing to fear and everything to gain. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful. So grateful that You love us. And so we invite You now to search us and rescue us. We invite You into our control centers. We invite You into our worries. We invite You to even begin to point out where we are causing grief to others or where we are grieving ourselves. Because we desire to be led on the path everlasting. That we know only You hold and it is Your desire for us to walk with You and others on that path. So this week, remind us every day maybe to just read two simple verses of Scripture and to go through these steps. Help us to see what a difference this simple prayer can be in our lives. And help us to sense Your rescue. Thank You for loving us. Thank You that that enables us to live into all that You have called us to. And we ask and pray believing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Would you stand and receive the final blessing? And now, may you all have the confidence and the assurance of the love of God to enable you to pray, search me this week. I pray that you will sense His penetrating light, that you'll be honest, that you'll confess, apologize, make restitution, and that you'll receive the grace and mercy of a new day, each day. And I pray this blessing upon you in the name of the Father who is for us, in the name of the Son who is with us, and in the name of the Spirit who is in us. God bless you. Go in peace. Have a great afternoon.